right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. And I am Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. Before the football talk, it's still alive, it's still going. They're going to be playing, I guess technically I could say tonight because this is going to be coming out tomorrow. But here it's Wednesday night, so Thursday night. The Maize and Blue will be back on the court again facing Oregon. Yeah, wow. This is a pretty cool story, isn't it, man? This is uh, every Michigan's dream going on right here. You have uh, State going down, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't even get to Sweet 16. It, just based on what we were hearing, they should have. But uh but what a great story, obviously, playing wreck, and then they rattle off, what, seven games in a row, win, and and five of those are in the playoff and uh, tournament. And that's pretty amazing, this team, and the resilient and the comeback win against Louisville. That's the biggest story, is whether you can come back and win when you're down points. Are you resilient enough? And what it really does is show Coach Beeline what he can do with this team and if he can adjust because in the, in the first half, it was a totally different game. Louisville was beating them on boards. They're big and strong and tall. And he did, man, we shut them down, played grid defense and, and um, it, it's pretty amazing. And Mo, uh, you got to give it to Mo Wagner. The guy pl- balled out. <laughs> yeah. I, I unfortunately was not able to watch that game live because like a month ago or however long ago it was before it was even, I think it was probably about when Michigan knew they were going to get in the tournament. But, of course, you never know if it's going to be on Thursday games, Friday games. I set up some, a luncheon thing, and it was right at 1230. And so, of course, they had to be the first game of the day. So I wound up missing the game live, but uh, I did keep up with it on my phone, and actually our good friend Brandon was kind enough to uh, send me any major alerts via text. So, yeah, uh, impressive. I mean, any anybody who is claiming that they knew that this was going to happen is just lying to themselves. Now, they could have said they believed it was going to happen uh, months ago and things like that, that they were going to be able to turn things around. But anybody who's saying that in the past, that they knew this was going to happen, it's, I mean, nobody. And coach, coaches, players, nobody knew. Uh, it's what they were working for, but they're keeping the streak alive. So, Yeah, they definitely are. And I, th- I would say to a point, your point is, you're right. In the beginning of the season, even halfway through the season, they were an average team. They weren't even playing very well. And, and Coach Beeline just literally got this team going and believing. And I will say this, and I think I'll speak for most Michigan fans out there, you know, obviously where you and I are on Twitter quite a bit, and, you know, we like to talk to fans and, you know, whether they agree with us or not. But um, we we all literally, a, a lot of us, even I, myself, were actually questioning Beeline whether he, even should, he should be even the coach at Michigan, um, just based on what we were seeing and, uh, not able to bring in the top talent that he should. Um, he's kind of a interesting coach that, you know, he's he, he brings in great shooters. Uh, he doesn't necessarily go after the big men. Um, he's a perimeter kind of uh, coach. Uh, he likes perimeting, 
perimeter shooters. He, is, I guess, people like to call him the Golden State Warriors of the college football of college basketball, which is kind of an interesting comparison. Which is, I would say, kind of true, you know. Um, but he's unorthodox and how he, he, he the other teams do it like michigan state and, and you know, there's other good teams like that, that have big big down down in the middle but he's brought them back and whatever he's doing makes them makes it work because he's got great shooters and great leadership and you have to give it up in this this past game i mean you got watson who just is the MVP of Michigan period all year. He's just the best. In fact, he's probably one of the top point guards in the country. Uh, the guy is just amazing all year round. But to see, you know, Mo Wagner and Wilson, and even like we, you and I talked about last uh, week about uh, Irvin stepping up, who was absolutely horrendous in the beginning of the year. Uh, it just shows you that he literally is probably i think maybe in the running for probably the mo- the the best coach of the year and what he has done with this team and i'll say this he he should win it he should win coach of the year based on we're talking about like what they call them the plane crash boys coming from a plane crash and just kind of off track is obviously they figured out what run, what went wrong with the plane that one of the wings was out so that's kind of a scary thought and you know, and having to play a team in their practice jersey and win that and then go on to win the Big Ten championship just shows you that this guy knows how to coach. And I think we were all wrong. And I think we're all swallowing a bunch of crow right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A lot uh, a lot is looking different now than it was, like you said, especially at the beginning of the year, but even halfway through the season. So, yeah, uh, I got a question for you then. Uh, how's your bracket looking? I didn't. I don't see Craig's name at the top. What, what were your final four again? I can't remember. Well, you know the funny thing is, yeah, anybody doesn't know me, and Caleb and I got a bunch of friends of ours. You know, we're in our, we have our own brackets, and we have it going. I haven't taken a look at it, but uh, my bracket was blowing up because I actually had Villanova winning the whole thing, and that totally sunk me because they got beat out by Wisconsin but there you go I had uh I believe I had you had Arizona too right yeah at Villanova at Arizona and I think at North Carolina against I believe Louisville so oh, okay. and then I had Vill- Villanova playing North Carolina for the what second straight year and then having Villanova win it and you yeah know. I do remember that so you're missing two of your four I oh. lost my first first final four team it was late uh sunday i think wasn't it duke duke fell yep they they were one my four and so i finally lost one but i've still got my four are yeah arizona michigan and i can't remember who i want to say it's probably kentucky or maybe butler oh okay wow that's a interesting final four so you have uh, michigan final four huh yeah, but I don't have right. them making it to the championship game. But right. we'll see. Who knows? They are, like right. people are saying, the hot team. That's pretty far, I have to say, man. That's great. Yeah, I thought Elite, if they could get past Louisville, Elite 8 is uh, definitely doable, so we'll see. Um, but then uh, we'll be getting here into the football talk here in a second. But if you guys haven't been seeing, and I know I haven't figured out why it won't go on Facebook, but uh, the 
the gifts are making their appearance. You do really good at that. I want to know how you do it. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'll have to if we uh, get together sometime again. Because um, for those of you who don't know, Craig and I do this remotely. Uh, he's downstate, and I'm further north, and so we just connect via Skype to do this each week. But yeah, if I get if we get together again sometime soon, I will. It's Photoshop stuff, and there's still I only know so little of it right now, but it's working for me. But there's a couple different ways you can do it, but it's, it's coming together. So I'm getting a little bit more dangerous day by day. It seems <laughs> Yeah, you're getting dangerous, man. You might show that they, they might just show up on the regular gifts on, on Twitter, man. And that'd make you famous. Yeah. I, I would take, I would take that. Get, people get money for that. I don't know. Um, I don't you know. Tweet at me if you get money for coming up with a really good gift. So, yeah, I'm not sure. That'd be kind of interesting to see. But this you is... if you got money, like every time somebody came up with a crying Jordan, oh gosh, oh you'd be a rich man. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't imagine that's how it would go with that. People would be getting <laughs> yeah. uh, sued or whatever yeah. or something if that was the case. But yeah, I don't know if uh, Twitter taking gifts and things like that. I don't know. That's kind of interesting because I've never figured that out. But past. The basketball and pass the gifts. We do have football uh, as the main conversation here. So we will go ahead and move on and uh, wish the basketball team luck. But we will move on here into the football talk coming up. Okay, all right. There's uh, plenty to talk about this week. There's always stuff to talk about during the off season. Uh, people, players visiting Michigan, uh, stuff that's going on with the coaching staff. Before kind of get into that, kind of leading off of the basketball talk, it was kind of interesting. And I'm only going to touch on this very briefly, but uh, not even bringing up and saying, um, not even mentioning their school somehow some uh buck nuts found their way onto my timeline and just like we're not giving up and they weren't even talking about anything that was dealing with their school like 90 percent of the time they were talking about the stuff that the conversation that we had with harbaugh and saban that's quite a while ago too yeah it was uh, it was uh one of my most recent uh pinned tweets so i guess i'll kind of give them that but then to try to explain to them the process behind that tweet, what, the thing that I don't understand, and I, like I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with it because I tried with a few of them, and it's just like I even explained to you, it was like I was talking to a brick wall because nothing, nothing was getting through. So, no. If if, if anyone goes, yeah. yeah, yeah. If anyone goes back to that tweet, there is one word. There's there's something in there that directly tells you what that tweet is related about. So if you're not going to even care to, like, read into the tweet and try to understand it and you're going to claim that's about something else, then that's all on you and you can go ahead and live in your own universe and think what you want. And so if I try to explain it or try to point you in the right direction and you don't care, I'm not surprised because you're OSU fans. So that's pretty much all the time that I'm going to give to it because chance a uh, there's a good chance that some of them are listening. Uh, they noticed that there was the podcast and everything and started taking a dig at it. 
And usually whenever that happens, we always get like a little bump in our numbers and we have some of those random visitors that are from uh, other fan bases and everything. So hey, if we're you're here, yeah, we're fine with that. But, you know, I think the interesting thing is you're right. And is to say, and it, what makes it even more ridiculous is you can put whatever you want. But if you actually if you actually listen to that show you and I actually gave more credit to Urban Meyer than we did Saban, didn't we? We actually said that Urban Meyer's college career was much better than Saban's. Yeah, I told, Saban I told has, him I was. Right, they, Saban has the most hardware. He has a lot more, you know, championships I, rings. I, yeah, I told them I was just. They said they questioned why the comparison was being made, and they're just like, "Oh, I don't see a comparison with that." And I was just like, "Hey, if you go back, you'll look at it." Yeah, you might be surprised what you find, but the conversation ended there because that would require work and investigation on their part on even trying to figure out if their opinions of the tweet were actually factual or true or backed up or anything, and they don't like double-checking things on their own. Well, it was a response to uh, Paul Feinbaum and what he was ripping on Michigan. Okay, whoa, 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 you're just spoon-feeding it to him now. <laughs> you're right. And I'm, yeah, so I'm some... not, I'm not going to make it that easy for them. So if, yeah. they're, if they're really interested, if they actually care, and if they actually want to know what they're talking about in right. relation to that tweet, they can go back and look. Yeah, yeah you, they're going to have to go to school, do some, yeah. home, do some homework, you mean? Yeah, okay. You're going to have to play school. Not life isn't all about just playing football. You can play school for a little bit and go ahead and actually do some work. So we'll leave that at that. So moving along, uh, we'll go into uh, what's. I guess we'll go ahead and go into the. Do you want to go into the update about Jordan Lewis? Yeah, we can brush by that. Yeah, because it, it's a little bit brief because there is more information, but it's not a lot. But it gives you perspective from the two sides of the story. And, of course, still, like, before we get into this, we'll explain our standpoint on it because these are always sensitive subjects. We always believe that whatever the truth is, with if this is a situation with a uh, Michigan athlete, uh, any other Big Ten school athlete, because uh, you hear about uh, these when they come up and everything. It's just hope and pray for the truth to come out and that justice can be served and whoever was in the wrongdoing pays the price for it. So that being said, the information that has uh, come out on the two sides of the story um, with the call that came uh, with Jordan Lewis and the situation with his girlfriend – uh, she, uh, uh, sorry, Craig, I'm going to kind of take over here cause I'm going to not no. read word for word, but I'm going to go through this article that was posted by, I believe this one is yeah. M live posted this. So we have to do, 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 uh, Lewis's girlfriend, uh, said that she got home to the apartment, um, and an argument started because lights were left on. Uh, Lewis was asleep. And do, do, do it was a heated argument. Blah blah. blah. Uh, Lu, she said that Lewis threw two pillows and a blanket at her. Um, it grief. And do, do she? Oh, 
She told him to apologize. Lewis refused and called her names. And he went into the bedroom closet where he punched the door from the inside. Uh, then reported that he dragged her across the living room floor and grabbed her by the neck and held her down on the floor for about three seconds before he left the apartment. She, uh, and then uh, two paragraphs down, she, it says, she later told investigators that, she, that he never strangled her. The report says. So, uh, Lewis was not there when the police arrived. Police met up with Lewis and questioned him later um, uh, later about the incident. I believe it was the same night or the same morning. Um, Lewis's story to the police is that she would not leave him alone and kept telling him to apologize for not turning off the light. Uh, He was trying to get dressed in the closet uh, so that he could leave. And the woman forced open the door and struck him in the face, uh, according to his side of the story. And then he continued to go on and say that he was trying to leave, but she kept wrapping her body around his legs to prevent him from leaving. And when the police asked Lewis if he grabbed the woman by the throat, he said, uh, I'll quote this part, he may have grabbed it while trying to get her off him unquote, but that he didn't intend to hurt uh, the woman, according to the report. Uh, And I think that's most of the details. They also did mention that there was a police report that showed officers were called to a domestic violence complaint involving Lewis and his girlfriend also in May 5th of 2015, and that report does not give any information about that previous incident. So there's a little bit of the two sides of the story because we did not have that previously. Um, right. So still, I mean, obviously there's in all of these situations, there's going to be the he said, she said. Um, but we're hoping, I mean, it's it's tough and it's unfortunate because, you know, it was just the two of them. Uh, but you do hope that light is shed on the experience and that the truth comes out and the right result from this can be can come from it that whoever needs to uh pay for what happened or anything that that will come from it so not a lot of information but definitely sheds a little bit more light on it or gives you more of a perspective yeah and obviously if he he you know he did you know, grab her throat, you know, on the ground. And yeah, that's, you know, it's not going to look good on his part. It's, you know, something you shouldn't do. Uh, my thing is this, and I just need to kind of go over this and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Caleb, or if I'm just reading this wrong, just a little bit different. But, you know, I'm when, I, when I'm seeing his headlines about, you know, him, you know, pushing, I think what, pushing his, you know, girlfriend to the ground, and then, you know, they say dragging her and then putting his hand on her throat. But then when you hear that, it, it's almost like he's insinuating that he's actually got his hand on her throat and he's dragging her across the ground with his hand on his th- her throat. And I'm like, wait a minute. It sounded to me as reading this report is she was clinging onto his leg. <laughs> and so he was dragging her across the room yeah, on his leg. And I go, but when you read what these people are saying on here it sounds like and let me read this ridiculous headline it says 
Former, you let me know what you read out of this, is former Michigan cornerback Jordan Lewis is facing a misdemeanor domestic assault charges after allegedly pushing his live-in girlfriend to the ground, dragging her, and putting his hand on her throat. Doesn't yeah. it sound like he's just like got his hand on her throat and he's dragging her across the room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely there have been those articles um, in state and out of state that have had that perspective which headlines can be uh so misleading because especially on social media and twitter and everything where some of the tendency is read the headline don't read the content um and that it and that's the tough that's the poor thing about that too is that's one perspective that's her perspective and we just gave the two accounts which were quite different perspectives because you just said um, about the fact how he was saying that she was wrapped around his legs. Um, so, I mean, here's another one. Ex-Michigan uh, cornerback Jordan Lewis grabbed girlfriend by neck, police report says. Um, and uh, actually, sorry, I thought that I thought I scrolled back up to the top and I thought I said more than that. That's not misleading, really, because both accounts said that. But uh, but yeah, there were other ones where it was just all about the dragging and grabbing by the neck and everything. So it's it's uh yeah you'll see it all yeah. the time with different things so i when i retweeted it and everything too i was just like read the story don't just look at the title actually read the story because titles can be misleading or titles i think i said it some uh some way in saying like every story has two sides but not every tweet does like because right. that tweet obviously was giving the perspective from the girl so Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I'm like, hey, if Jordan Lewis had her, grabbed her by the neck for three seconds, boy, three seconds dragging her, that's quite a short time to do that. But, <laughs> like, something's not adding up, so, or something's off here. You know, I could see her clinging onto his leg and her, him dragging her, sure. But, you know, just reading this, it just looks like he's dragging her across the ground, you know, with her with her neck. And I'm like... Okay, well, you know, maybe maybe the person who wrote this headline needs to do a better job of explaining, you know, being a little bit more specific because it sounds pretty bad with this headline. So, um, but yeah, you're right. The headline's not good. <laughs> but then if you read it, it sounds like two sides to each story. We'll figure it out. But it sounds to me that just based on what I'm reading, you know, Lewis probably end up maybe he'll get a misdemeanor something light with this because it doesn't sound like it's a lot here but you know just him putting his hands on her throat if that's the case then you know and that'll bring about that but um yeah you you don't touch women man just don't you just let them you know if they're punching you and doing whatever you just walk out and leave that's best thing to do so yeah, it's these situations are always tough. So yeah, like I said at the beginning, hopefully there will be some light shed on it. But now that looks like there the two sides of the stories have been told. I don't think there's going to be really another perspective because uh, from all accounts and reports that I've seen, that was just the two of them. So it's going to be like I said, he said, she said. Yeah, but we'll be watching this, and if anything else comes up, be mentioning that as well. So, um. To continue with the football talk, I don't keep up with this as well. We just got through with the uh, all the recruits with the 
2017 class. That always exhausts me. It's tough to keep up with everyone and everything that's going on. Uh, that is not my forte. But, uh, I mean, it happens all throughout the year anyways, but now there's a lot more focus on the 2018 class. And isn't that's who's coming, right, from the 2018 class? He's yeah. coming from the 2018 class, right? Yeah, Ruckert. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I will go ahead and hand it off to you, Craig, because you know more about this. You stay more on top of it. So I'll let you uh, cover it then. Yeah, this weekend, um, you know, it's a pretty big weekend for Michigan, you know, football. And I know a lot of people are probably focused on spring game and and um, some other things that's going on. And we'll highlight a little bit here. But, uh, you know, we have a recruit coming in and Jeremy Ruckert. He's the number two tight end in the country. Um, as you well know, Michigan, uh, in this recruiting class coming up is going to be probably heavily, heavily involved in getting a couple tight ends, um, or getting at least one or two, uh, possibly two, uh, it, it, because of, uh, obviously Asiasi taking off and transferring and then, um, and obviously losing Jake, Butt. um, but, um, yeah, we're going to be pushing pretty hard to get this guy. Uh, he's, uh, from New York. Uh, really good. Uh, he's 6'5", 230 pounds. So, you know, he's not on the super tall side, but you know, what, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, usually tight ends are, but 6'5", is a pretty good size uh, tight end. And, you know, he's number two in the country, but uh, he holds about 30 offers. So we're going to be in the mix of getting him. So I think I would ex- expect Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and the, and the staff to push really, really hard to get this guy. So he'll be here this weekend. And I, I, I no doubt believe that uh, our staff will pull out the red carpet for him and make him feel at home and know that uh, he's going to, he'll be a guy here that'll be playing on Saturday and doing really well for Michigan and uh, look forward to having him here. And, you know, if he even remotely comes near this podcast and, sportscast we just wish him luck and enjoy his time at the big house and and jim harbaugh and staff so yeah for sure i um uh it exactly what you said um bringing up the fact that we've lost a lot at tight ends uh so that can be a very big draw for some of the top uh tight end recruits because they've seen what uh jake butt was able to accomplish here I know it was just a short time under Harbaugh, but uh, also Harbaugh does a lot with the tight end position anyway, so uh, there can be a lot of draw for that, so we'll be interested to watch that moving forward. A lot of time, a lot of interesting stuff uh, will be going on for sure, but I'm sure that there's probably some other people that will be in town this, uh, this weekend as well. But you brought up the spring game. And I don't know if you saw what I said earlier, but the thing that sucks that I didn't realize until today is that is Easter weekend. And that date is, what day is that at? Uh, 16th, 15th, something. I, 15th, 16th, 17th. One of those is uh, Easter, and it's the day before Easter, which I find kind of crazy that... Um, they would have scheduled that. So I don't know if that was kind of a mistake, but what day is that? Uh, April 15th, 16th or 17th, whatever the Saturday is. All right. So, and then Easter is the following day after I want to say Saturday is the 15th and Sunday is the 16th, I believe, 
But yeah, so because of that happening, I will not be at the spring game again two years in a row. That really kind of uh, sucks. Yeah, and um, this is bad timing. Uh, I'll be back from vacation, so I'll, I'll be able to at least make that. So, yeah, we we have stuff that goes on with our family on Sunday, and we have stuff that goes on on Saturday. So. Yeah. I am M A M I A again. Yeah, I know that kind of sucks, dude. Sorry about that. Yeah, make well, Caleb hear it. What? I said, make sure you let this Caleb guy hear it. Yeah, well. I mean, if it was my choice, I'd probably be there, but no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, those things. That stuff happens, and sometimes it makes you go crazy. But yeah, I, I, I swear they're doing it on purpose. It feels like that they're scheduling the stuff on purpose, so around us. Yeah. It's like they but, know. But there are other things in the world to go crazy about, and yeah. you don't know what I'm talking about. If you guys have not seen, if you have not heard, uh, Jim Harbaugh debuted in another commercial. Uh, so go ahead and listen in. Hey, don't I know you? Jim, right? Coach, yeah. Say you love peanuts. I love peanuts. Peanuts, please. I feel like we can get it like a that little was a louder. Get right there. I want some peanuts. Coach, you put me that to was sleep. pretty good. What was wrong with that? And that is uh, Planner's Peanuts commercial that Jim Harbaugh uh, got put into with him yelling at a kiosk in a mall. But, uh, but yeah, go crazy for peanuts. <coughs> peanuts and Cracker Jacks. But uh, just kind of interesting, kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, obviously, you'll see more stuff like that during the off season than you would during the season. But Is anybody having more fun than that guy? I don't think so. No. I mean, he's well. One, we we all Michigan fans knows he's kind of a little nutty, right? I mean, he is. There's nobody's gonna say, "Oh yeah, he's nutty," but he's. I mean, he's kind of like a kid, you know, and at heart. And man, he. I don't look. You can. You know what's funny? All right, let's put it this way: is is here you got Jim Harbaugh doing this funny thing. He's just having a good time being a. Michigan coach, he's serious on the field, but he's just having a great time recruiting and kids and just having a blast here at Michigan. And then you, you know, I just saw, you know, Nick Saban talking and some guy just asked him a question about bringing in the new Patriots, you know, coach or the uh, uh, offensive coordinator. And, you know, if they're going to change the way they throw the ball and, you know, are they going to throw the ball a little bit more and whatever? And it just set Nick, Nick Saban off, like, pissed off and ticked off. And I don't know if you saw it, Caleb, but you need to go look at it. He's just, it was just a simple question. is nothing. And then here you got Nick Saban being Nick Saban, just literally taking everything so serious. We're not even at spring practice yet and spring game yet. And he's just flying off the handle. And I'm like, and here you got Jim Harbaugh doing peanut commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, dude, relax. <laughs> Say, well, dude, relax, man. Have fun. Would you ever see Nick Saban doing something like this? No, no. Come on. Uh, that's actually kind of an interesting thing, um, to bring up because I'll talk more about that in a second. But, uh, I think this just proves, and we've talked about before, that Jim Harbaugh does not really care what anybody else thinks about him. No. 
Like, he's just going to go have fun. I mean, I would dare say, I mean, this is to a certain extent, that he doesn't care what recruits think either. No. I mean, he's just kind of like, hey, if they like this, they like this. If they don't like it, they don't like it. I mean, he's not going to, um, you know, uh, do some jerk stuff and just, like, treat people like crap. But just the stuff with the commercial, the rap video, and all the other stuff that he's participating in, it's just like, he doesn't care. He's just going to do it, and he's having fun, and he is who he is. Right. So uh, this just kind of proves that more. But I guess to go back uh, really quick and touch uh, based on what you were mentioning about Nick Saban, I did see that, and I was on Twitter about it, so I guess maybe you didn't see it. But I, pu- okay. I, found th- I saw that article. I read it. I pulled a quote from there. Okay. So Good. Uh, here, here you go. You can, you can read this because I put this out there. Um, this is from Nick Saban dealing about this guy. Just He was saying stuff about, you know, he was talking about ball control and everything, and he's like, all this stuff just comes out of nowhere, and uh, he was just kind of going off about a lot, of, a lot of stuff. And then he says, so we say we don't want third parties dealing with players, so we're not going to let the high school coach bring a guy to camp but some 30 third-party guy can bring him to camp now makes no sense at all. This is the part that I was emphasizing right here, this part coming up. <laughs> but all the people who have common sense, they don't say anything about it, but the people who scream the loudest will get the thing changed, and it will mess everything up. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes in the world. Politics, just the way it goes. Quote, Nick Saban. Now... Craig, would you care to bring up something that it seems like that could directly relate to and Nick Saban is, like, you know, eating his own words, basically? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But you say it. (laughs) The satellite camps? Yeah. (laughs) I I even, that. so that's what he did. I took a little snapshot of that quote. Yeah. And then in my tweet, I was like, I'm raising my hand. So does this also apply when you and the SEC were the loudest voices speaking out against the satellite camps last year? Right. Because they were the people who screamed the loudest will get the thing changed and it will mess everything up. Politics. Politics. There it is. I mean, it is so hilarious how that matches up perfectly with exactly how Alabama, Nick Saban, and the SEC reacted to the satellite camps last year. I mean, it's picture, it's picture perfect. Yeah, it's exactly right. And you're spot on because it's ridiculous. The hypocrisy coming from him and the way he talks is just what it tells you is that he can he can flip flop, move around, weave, duck and weave and do whatever he wants. And even if he's a, you know, even even called out on being a hypocrite, it shows that he's actually saying it doesn't matter what I do or if I flip flop flop around, I'm Nick Saban. I, you know, I am SEC. I am the SEC. I am the NCAA. The way he acts. And it's ridiculous. And then here you got Jim Harbaugh just doing peanut commercials and having a blast. Yeah. (laughs) It's just comical and go ahead and take it. And they'll never admit it. They'll they'll twist it. They'll turn it. And they'll be like, yeah. We we don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. Blah blah blah. So whatever. But anyways, back back to what you just brought up again, uh, Jim Harbaugh and the commercial and everything. Something that I wanted to do, and we're not going to make a 
huge list or anything, but something that was kind of interesting to me with this whole uh, Planters Peanuts commercial and everything, if you had to choose one product that Jim Harbaugh would be the best uh, poster figure for, what would it be? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking that would be kind of a fun bracket, kind of a thing to do. Yeah, on um, being like, you know, what, uh, pit, you know, pit these against each other and find out what the final ones were and what people thought, people's thoughts were. So it's def- it definitely have to be like some kind of like, you know, got milk commercial. Yeah, the milk the milk one they already did was a really good one. Um, right. So then the other thing that kind of links up with that is maybe steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Or one of those, you know, crazy Dorito commercials. I don't know something that's kind of nutty and just off the wire, like he is so kind of crazy nuts. Yeah, he so. could definitely fit in a, a Doritos commercial. I would definitely agree with that because they have some crazy stuff. I almost feel like, ah, um, oh, man, I don't know, because you're looking at the different things. I mean, you could look at cars. Can maybe look at glasses because he wears his glasses and um, something high energy um, competition based. You know how they do the Powerade and Gatorade. Um, maybe even uh, the crazy ones too can be the um, five hour energy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one, man. I like yeah, that. that could be kind of interesting. Uh, one, they don't their commercials don't. I don't really see commercials that they've done that he would fit in oh well those aren't really commercials those are really promos maybe he could do a promo uh i don't know if you see a lot of what red bull does oh yeah yeah but they take those like those most unique people doing the most unique things and just like use it as promotion for red bull like there was that guy who uh did the highest free fall or whatever he took that weather balloon or something up all the way to like the edge of the atmosphere jump down in a space suit and that kind of thing. And yeah, they just yeah. do some of that crazy stuff. And so I feel like Jim Harbaugh's personality and the crazy things that he does could fit into that. So I don't know that that's kind of a good question. Uh, some to pose and, you know, see if any of our listeners have anything good to share and everything. So maybe, yeah, maybe that'll be, uh, probably not tomorrow because tomorrow's, um, tourney day, uh, tournament day. And so everybody's going to be mm-hmm. focused on that. So maybe like next Monday or something. Yeah, put that on Twitter and kind of see what people's reactions are and everything. So, but it was funny they did it in a mall and him going nuts and throwing his hat. He threw his hat, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made they made it. They made the play off of you know his coaching antics and style and everything yeah. and how intense he gets on the sideline. So, yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, is about you know Jim Harbaugh and some of the MSU trolls we get is you know what you calm down on you saying that jim harbaugh is out of control and he doesn't know how to control himself he is the tom Izzo of football okay he is the same guy almost he's passionate he's you know nutty on the sidelines he wants to win and you know and, and he goes nuts and so does Izzo, man the guy's about ready to explode his face is red he's got veins popping out so you know, there's nothing wrong with that. They're both winners. They both do well, and we're glad 
we're very glad as Michigan fans to have him on our team. So, yeah, that is interesting that you bring that up because I've there are a lot of those people who um, who are Michigan fans who don't like Izzo, whether it's because he's Michigan State. I hear a lot of people get on him for the way that he acts right. uh, on the um, side of the court and everything. But that is interesting because if they're not okay with that, but they're okay with Jim Harbaugh, what, <laughs> right. what's the difference there? Because I, I have no problem saying that because I have not had a problem with Tom Izzo. Yeah, there might be some small things I don't like, but he reminds me of my high school coach. Right. Um, so there's that connect there. And also uh, my high school coach reminds me of Coach Shevsky. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem with those coaches. I actually have a certain respect for them because I feel like our um, co- the coaching style that I was brought up under uh, for basketball and different things like that was very similar to the way that they do things. So I'm kind of like, you know, they're good coaches. They have a lot of productivity. I don't really see a problem with it. Yeah, every once in a while there's some I don't agree about, uh, with, but it's not like I hate the guy like some people do, and some people base that hate off of how he acts on the side of the court. So if you have that hate for Tom Izzo, then why are you okay with Jim Harbaugh the right. way that he is on the side of the football field? Yeah, I I, I, I'm just curious. I'm yeah. not saying, like, you guys are idiots and you can't act like that, but it is, I don't know, would you say that's kind of the – pot calling the kettle black or whatever the <laughs> kind of yeah is, so. i mean yeah if they're winning they're winners then they can do whatever they want but you know that's as funny is is let's take you take urban meyer you know they're not going to put urban meyer in that peanut commercial correct it just doesn't fit him probably not, not or nick saban no nick saban and definitely not coach yeah d'antonio they're definitely not going to get him in there because you know he's salty and Whatever, but <laughs> if he know. did, if he did the commercial, <laughs> he'd just salt. be like, "Well, then he, again, that's perfect, dude." I didn't he would just be like, salt. "Pride comes yeah, before the fall," and then he walks away. Well, you get you, he doesn't even yell. <laughs> well, you get that'd be awesome. Actually, you have Jim Harbaugh doing the plain peanuts with no salt, and then you go over there and Coach D'Antonio doing the salty peanuts. Salty perfect, peanuts. man. That's great. Yeah, yeah it would. <laughs> or mixed nuts or whatever. I don't know. But, um, yeah, well, yeah, basically there's a reason why these planners went after Coach uh, Harbaugh is because the very fact is he's nutty and he's funny and he's enjoying Michigan. And here you got Nick Saban freaking out on TV over a simple question someone asked and he's just flying off the handle and we have, and I still I still think he's bitter over the loss against Clemson when he could have won he's that close and you know and, and obviously missing history he could have made history too but um and then you got you know Urban Meyer who's great fantastic coach who's a little bit on the you know professional side as far as the way he acts you know he doesn't he's got a poker face and then you got salty coach d'antonio and you know and coach harbaugh is not that way and and that's okay with us and i think the thing is is you know do you find that those other coaches don't like that about him you know they don't like that little kid mentality that he has that he's actually having fun doing this but um you know, I think Coach Saban did that night talk about, you know, w- when he's having the most fun is when he's winning. And I'm like, well, of course, you know, we all are and we know that. And, you know, that's truth behind that. But I don't really think that with Coach Harbaugh all the time. I think he's having fun, yeah, for winning. But he's having fun with the whole recruiting process, the whole 
getting questions. I don't think he minds it. I don't, I, I think, you know, he's okay with it. He doesn't mind getting to the point, but, uh, yeah, but it's really, really funny. Uh, if you take all the other coaches and, and it just fits Jim Harbaugh, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I would find it interesting. And of course, I don't really know how it turned out because I'm not on the other side of it. I guess we could ask, uh, Bama Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> how everything turned out with uh what about Dabo? Dabo Swing would probably be pretty good at this. Yeah, he might be good at that. But uh just curious on how that reaction went with Sabin and his freak out moment. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know because obviously I'm not an Alabama fan and I don't see everything that's being thrown out there, but I know a lot of people are dogging him for it. But still I feel like if that was Jim Harbaugh, man, people would be freaking out. Oh, that's a great point. You're right. If this was Jim Yeah, you're right. Paul Feinbaum would definitely be talking about it, right? We know that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean he would be talking about this in a heartbeat that, you know, look how unhinged Jim Harbaugh looks and, you know, gosh, let me just ask a question. He's just freaking out, you know, and, and no, it's Saban. And then everybody kind of gives him a pass and I'm like, come on, man, the guy's, you know, just needs to relax and enjoy, enjoy this time. Enjoy what the juggernaut that is Alabama that he's got going. And it doesn't seem like he is, you know, unless he's absolutely winning the whole thing. And I'm like, well, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, and the, he's Nick Saban is the one that seems like everybody. Okay, not everybody, but so many people are vouching for if there was a commissioner for college football, which baffles me and annoys the crap right. out of me. But then people would be talking about bias and everything. I, I'm nothing against Jim Harbaugh. I wouldn't want Jim Harbaugh as the commissioner personally. No. Uh, I I mean I I'm not here to tell you who I think would be the best commissioner, but I out of all the popular, honestly, it probably the best candidate would be one of the lesser popular coaches. To be honest, because right. you get those uh, figureheads and those people who've been in the spotlight and everything. There's just so much swirling around with it because then people are going to go back to their past and coaching and different things with that. Pick somebody who's like under the radar and, you know, isn't um, is more. And we were just talking about and everything. And Jim Harbaugh is kind of nuts. I mean, not in the bad way, but he just does all sorts of different things. Someone who's more level headed and, like I said, under the radar. So not to dive too far in that conversation, but just like. No, stay away from Nick Saban and that whole. I think that's stupid. Well, there is, you know, if he, if Jim Harbaugh isn't going to be doing that, there is something that he actually would be doing. He might be doing after a coaching career. You know what that is? What? Is he actually came out and said that he always wanted to ref, uh, be a ref or official in the in in football. Oh, really? That <laughs> <laughs> way. Wow, that'd be quite interesting to see Jim Harbaugh in stripes out there on the field. Oh my gosh, I would love yeah if he ever blew the whistle and made a call that somebody got um, a penalty because it would have been a technical in basketball. Yeah, <laughs> that would be priceless. Yeah, yeah, so very much so. So uh, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting for him to come out and say that, but. 
Yeah. You never know. You know, Jamar could do that when he gets a little bit older. So, yeah. All right. Well, man, a lot of different topics. Uh, Talked about a lot of different things, but uh, I think that's most of it. So, we do have a few closing thoughts here. Um, Some things that we want to mention. Uh, So, don't go anywhere. Uh, Stick around, and we'll get to that here in a minute. Okay, all right. So we have something to talk about with our listeners. It's the first time we're doing this, so bear with us. But we have Craig has put together a T-shirt design. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to put the T-shirt design out there um, on Facebook, and we're going to put it out there on Twitter, and we're going to simply put there, and we're going to put an email address in there and be like, if you're interested in purchasing one of these shirts – um, email, uh, send an email to this email address and just say w- how many you want and what sizes if you're interested. And we're going to put the prices on there. I think what it's going to be um, is that it's going to be I might have to confirm this, but I think it's $15 a shirt and then $5 for shipping um, for anywhere in the continental U.S. I don't know if we'll get any out of the U.S. that I will say that charges will probably be different if it's outside the country or outside of the continent U.S., um, but I don't know if we'll get many of those. So, uh, but if you're somewhere uh, and maybe be like, hey, I'd love to buy one, I'm going to be at some Michigan games, so maybe how about you just bring it to me in Michigan game? We can maybe do that. I'm just saying maybe right now. So then if that's the case, then it would just be $15 for the shirt, but if it's going to be shipped, 15 plus 5 uh, for shipping, so 20 so let us know how uh, how many people want because we're trying to get an idea of how big of an order we have to get um, because we want to have enough for everybody, but we don't know how big of a thing this is going to be because, like we said, this is going to be first time doing something like this. So, yeah. Yeah, so look for that, and then if you're interested, email us uh, as quickly as possible, and then we will get an idea. Um, not sure exactly how quickly the sh- shirts will be ready and everything, but we'll work it out. And then we have, uh, when we do it, we have a PayPal, and then the orders can go through there, and uh, we you can say where uh, the address of where you want to go and do the money through that and everything. So. Um, I think that's, that was it. I think, is that yeah. it with the, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, get your shirts. That'd be great. And, um, see what we go from there. And yeah, it's, uh, we had some people ask about it and that's pretty cool. So, and, you know, hopefully we get those sh- to anyone who wants them and let us know, you know, me and Caleb directly we're on Twitter. So look us up yeah, if you don't uh, follow us on Twitter, that's probably going to be the easiest place to find the shirts and then see the email address that you can send it to. Um, we're at Blue Bros underscore and then our name. So mine is at B-L-U-E-B-R-O-S underscore Caleb. And then Craig is uh, the same thing except for underscore Craig. So you'll find us on there. The pictures will be up here maybe tomorrow in the next couple of days and everything. Um, and then we'll kind of see where it goes from there and keep you guys posted on that. So, mm-hmm. 
that wraps it up, really. So, yeah, get uh, well. Jay Har Jay Harbaugh is moving to changing over to running backs coach. So that's oh, pretty, yes. pretty interesting news. You know, I know I'm going to throw that in there real quick, but uh, that'll be really interesting to work with. You know, the likes of Chris Evans and Higdon, but uh, you know, I think they're going to add some strength to him, and you know. It's, it, what's interesting is obviously the, the Wheatley moving on and then having Harbaugh, you know, Jay get in there and see what he can do. So uh, moving from tight ends coach to running backs coach is pretty interesting transition and we'll see how he does. So, and he's a pretty good coach and we see what goes on this year and let's see how Chris Evans and the rest of that crew does. So, Yeah. We'll be watching that for yeah. sure. So, all right. Well, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in, as always. Um, we hope you guys have a good rest of the week here. It's almost the weekend. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, be sure to catch that game. It's right at, what, 7.05 or something like that. Yep. Uh, it's cheer on for the Wolverines. Definitely should be a good game against Oregon. Yeah, so. Oregon, good team. Tall, lanky. They are missing one of their best players, so uh, that kind of bodes a little bit well for Michigan, but they're tall. They're a very tall team. So, yeah, we're going to have to play well. They're going to be kind of similar to Louisville. So, Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll be watching that, and I imagine you guys will as well. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue, guys. So I just have to remember to...